All right, we're going to go ahead and call this meeting of the Law and Legislation Committee to order. Uh, Madam Clerk, please call the roll to establish a quorum. Councilmember Guetta? Here. Um, Councilmember Harris appears to be online. Councilmember Valenzuela? Here. Yes, again. Chair Chenier? I am here. And Councilmember Harris. Mr. Harris, I am here. are you online with us? Did you hear me, Mindy? Yes. Okay. Say here. Here. I'm here. All right. Let's go ahead and uh, move to our consent calendar. Any questions or comments on the consent calendar? Move consent. All right. I have a motion. Second. And a second. Please call the roll. Councilmember Guetta? Uh, aye. Councilmember Harris? Aye. Councilmember Valenzuela? Yes. And Chair Chenier? Yes. Okay. We can do it. Do you want to do the pledge and the land acknowledgement? Huh? We don't have leaders. Uh, yes. I don't think we do, but you know. Yeah, we, we do. Oh, we do? Multiple times a day. Ms. Valentino, do you want to lead us in that? <laughs> we'll just back it up a little bit. All right. Um, I step it. Yeah. Please rise for the opening acknowledgments in honor of Sacramento's indigenous people and tribal lands. To the original people of this land, the Nisanan people, the Southern Maidu, Valley and Plains, Miwok, Putwin, Wintun peoples, and the people of the Wilton Rancheria, Sacramento's only federally recognized tribe, may we acknowledge and honor the native people who came before us and still walk beside us today on these ancestral lands by choosing to gather today in the active practice of acknowledgement and appreciation for Sacramento's indigenous people's history, contributions, and lives. Now please salute and pledge. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands. Thank you, uh, Council Member Valenzuela, my dad, appreciate it. Um, let's go ahead to item five, and I believe that this is me. So let me, let me introduce this, and I, I have a quick anecdote which I think demonstrates the need for this. As our staff, my staff was working uh, on the um, staff report on this. We, we didn't quite know who to go to to look, have it looked at. So was it Mr. Jasso? Was it Ms. Clavo? Was it, um, we, we didn't know which ACM. And I think that's kind of, and or did we need to go to Laney? Did we need to go directly to Howard? And the challenge there was that we have so many pieces of this puzzle that don't quite fit together that I think what's happening here is we're not being as effective as we can with the programs that we do. I think what we do uh, along the last number of years has been fabulous. We've really extended and expanded the support we provide for young people. Uh, unfortunately, a lot of that is ARPA or CARES money, so that will go away. So we'll be back down to kind of where we were in a lot of ways. Um, but the question really uh, for, for me and I hope for us is how do, how do we best do this with what I think will always be limited resources, even if, if Measure L passes, 
it's still limited resources in comparison to our overall budget, and I would argue um, in comparison to what, what's needed for young people. And, and when we think about whether it's workforce development, whether it's, it's uh, public safety and, and making sure that young people have safe places to be in the afternoon, particularly in the hours from three to six when we know um, trouble occurs, all of those things I think we could do better with a coordinated department. I think we took a step towards that when we redid parks and, and had a division of youth, but I think we're still in the place where there's too many different pieces that aren't working together because they're not underneath the same roof. So it's fairly simple. There, there certainly um, is some cost to doing something like this. You'd have to have another administrator and um, I take exception to a little bit of the staff report which, which says there will be, because I think there's different ways to get at the cost, to mitigate the cost, um, and potentially using some of the base funding to do that, because I think the long-term payoff of doing this on effectiveness and efficiency of the department on the programming side of working together, of really creating a continuum of program from day one of a young person's life until they're past 25 and we can consider them adults for our purposes, um, there's a lot that can be done. So that was our reason for bringing this. Um, again, the division was a step forward, but I think we need to take the, the next step. Um, and I, I think it becomes more important, um, certainly if Measure L passes, because and, and the way that was structured the first couple of years, there's a significantly more amount of administrative cost because there, we knew there would be a startup cost to doing this. Um, and then figuring out the longer term is what we need to do. So uh, that's where we are. Um, my hope was that we do this today. Um, and we come back after the election. Uh, so if Measure L um, passes, then we go forward. If Measure L doesn't pass, then we really don't have the resources, I think, to be able to do this properly. And I will leave it to, to my colleagues who come after us to make sure that we can get something done here. So um, that's where I am, and uh, I, want, I look forward to hearing from my colleagues here. Let's start with Mr. Guerra, then Mr. Harris, and then Ms. Valenzuela. Do we have public comment? Oh, do we have public comment? Anybody online other than Mr. Harris? I have no, um, no speaker slips from the chambers, and I do have no hands raised in Zoom. Okay, and we, and we made a conscious decision that we wanted this to be a straight policy piece um, of what's, what's the right thing to do here rather than load the, load the chambers with youth providers, which we certainly could, and I, I'm assuming that when, if and when this comes to council, they will want to be there for that discussion. So, Mr. Guerra, go ahead. Oh, I think Mr. Harris was there. Okay, uh, Mr. Harris? Yeah, Chair, uh, look, it's no surprise that we're on opposite sides of, of, of the issue of Measure L, but we cannot debate that here, obviously. Uh, you know, we've done that in public, and I thought that, that was a really good discussion. My concern here is about the most efficient uh, way to use city re resources, and creating a new department, I think, is an excess of bureaucracy. I think the fact that we have youth parks and community enrichment and the Office of Youth Development, and the fact that we have continually invested in youth to a higher degree every year that I've been on council, tells me that things are working well. I, I really believe, Jay, that this conversation is better had 
after the November election so that we know what our path forward is going to be. So I won't be supportive today about moving this to council. Uh, it, it, it does seem to me that doing this after we know the results of the election, it'll be um, a more profitable discussion. But, um, you know, bottom line is, I, I think that as far as our disagreement about how to do things, how to invest in youth, it's not really about the amount of investment, but about the means to do so. And uh, for, you know, for all those reasons, because this will take excess general funds, which are in very short supply, uh, I, I won't support moving this to council at this time. And that's all I've got for you. Okay, Mr. Guerra. Great, thank, thank you very much, Mr. Chair. Uh, you know, one, uh, I'm very supportive of uh, moving with the Department of Youth for, for the purpose that you said. I, I do think that, uh, that the more youth intervention that we have, the better outcomes that we're gonna have on addressing a number of, of our issues, uh, just uh, not just our community health, uh, looking at uh, even educational outcomes, you know. Uh, and also, uh, one of the issues that we've seen most recently is uh, the unfortunate rise of sometimes uh, youth violence. And uh, making sure that we use these limited dollars effectively to making sure, and, uh, and then be able to programmatically find out where the best linkages are uh, and not be trapped by the silos of government um, would uh, will be helpful. Um, where, where I think we're, we maybe should go just because, uh, you know, uh, we're, we're in an interesting time of, the, of, the, of our cycle in here is I do think moving forward with establishing a department <clears throat> and then as the budget process moves forward, we can look at what does that, how does the budget flow with it, how, what, what alignments happen. And so having that as part of the spring process of, of budget alignment is uh, maybe a way to develop it. So um, I, <clears throat> I just, uh, I think if, if we had started maybe in, in March or April of this year, we, we would we'd have a different opportunity for a different conversation. And maybe this is a good thing because we can have a more in-depth policy conversation of what the Department of Youth should look like, where are the pitfalls. But uh, do we need one? I, I, I do think so. I, I, don't, I think if there are ways when we're gonna draw down state or federal dollars, uh, we need someone who's going to be able to be effective in, in grabbing those limited dollars and making the most maximum. The last piece is, I don't think we do a, a, a great job of coordinating with our schools. Our, our city has Twin Rivers, Natomas, uh, Sac Unified, uh, Elk Grove, and a number of, of private schools as, as well, and parochial schools as well. And without having an, a department that it's actually also making those linkages together, we're completely missing out on, on an entirely uh, better framework. I remember in Southern California, it might have been the city of Torrance where um, you know, that city, when before it went out for any kind of bonding, would work with the school district to jointly go out for, for bonds. And so when it came to crossing guards, when it came to infrastructure, um, their conversations about what, how our youth impacted <coughs> in our city was, was holistic. And I think that we, uh, we need to do a better job of having a holistic view of how we impact our youth in our city. So with that, Mr. Uh, Chair, I'll, I'll be supporting the item today. Okay. Member Valenzuela. Yeah, I just echo what was said um, by my colleagues. I think it's it's such a 
deep issue, and any of us who've done youth development work, as I've had the privilege to do as well, know how intensive good youth development work is, and it spans so many different departments. I just don't know how we do that without a dedicated team. So I won't repeat all of the great comments that the Mayor Pro Tem and that you gave, Chair, in your opening, um, and just say that I also support this conversation. I think it makes a lot of sense. We do this similarly for things like, you know, Department of Community Response. We pulled out and made a new department. You know, we I think reorganizing to better optimize the people resources we have and to give them access to what they need to have access to for partnerships with other departments is always a good thing. So I like this. Um, I'll be voting to support it as well. Thank you, Chair. Great. Well, I'll go ahead and move the move the recommendation. I'll second. And we have a second. And we'll need a vote. And for the record, I have no speakers on this item. Councilmember Guetta? Aye. Councilmember Harris? No. Councilmember Valenzuela? Yes. And Chair Chenier? Aye. Great. Um, that is item number five, uh, committee comments. Okay. Uh, public comments matters not on the agenda. So, Chair, I showed no hands raised to make public comment for matters not on the agenda. So that means we're adjourned. Oh, no, this is not a record. Two minutes.